Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. So, these college presidents are under fire. What's going to happen to them? What will happen? Now, I know I started into this a little bit before the show, 855-839-1210, on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. I mean, I started into this before former President Trump spoke uh, from outside the courthouse, and I thought that was very important to take it. We'll also get into the debates last night. In fact, why don't we start there, shall we? Why don't we get into the debate? And I'd love to get your take on what happened last night. And there's a lot, there's a lot to, uh, to go through. And you might have heard some of these clips already. You, you might have uh, listened to other hosts talk about it. You might have heard it yourself. But I want to give you my thoughts and my analysis from things. So first of all, the real question is, did Vivek Ramaswamy hurt himself last night? And my answer to that is no. He might have come across to many people as obnoxious. I've heard that a lot today from people, pundits on Fox News. But his job in this race is, he has one job in this race. He he is doing the role of Chris Christie in 2016. Chris Christie's job in 2016 was to kill Marco Rubio and anybody else he needed to kill to help Donald Trump. That was the deal. That's what happened. And that's what Chris Christie ultimately did. If you remember that debate in 2016, when he looked at the camera and said, you know, there, there he goes with that Washington spin when Marco Rubio was trying to speak that night, and couldn't speak. And he was saying, let us dispel with the notion that Barack Obama doesn't know what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. Remember that? And Christy hammered him and Rubio got tripped up in his words and let's dispel with the notion that blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, Marco Rubio was dead after that. He says he wasn't. He disputes that. But that I think that debate Killed him last night. And I think last night, Vivek Ramaswamy going after Nikki Haley was exactly what his job is. He's not going to be the nominee. He knows he's not going to be the nominee, but he would love a place in Trump's cabinet. And he has earned his way there because that's he's doing what he's supposed to do, just to take out any real competition to Trump. And that's what he did. And we have a lot of audio of that for you last night. And I'd love to get your reaction to it and tell me what you think. If you think that he did... His job. Let's begin with him going after Nikki Haley last night 
and also Chris Christie in this clip. And he uses the neocon comment and fascist and then makes a quasi fat joke against Chris Christie last night. Cut number six. We're now 25 minutes into this debate and he has insulted Nikki Haley's basic intelligence, not her positions, her basic intelligence. She doesn't know regions. She wouldn't be able to find something on a map that his three-year-old could find. Look, if you want to disagree on issues, that's fine. And Nikki and I disagree on some issues. But I'll tell you this, I've known her for 12 years, which is longer than he's even started to vote in a Republican primary. And while we disagree about some issues and we disagree about who should be president of the United States, what we don't disagree on is this is a smart, accomplished woman. You should stop insulting so her. So I want to take this several times over. So first of all, I think we just learned something from Chris Christie. We learned three things. We learned three things right there. First of all, Chris Christie also doesn't know what provinces in eastern Ukraine he actually wants us to fight for. Chris, your version of foreign policy experience was closing a bridge from New Jersey to New York. Yeah. So do everybody a favor, just walk yourself yeah. off that stage, enjoy a nice meal, yeah. and get the hell out of this yeah, race. When it comes to Nikki, I think if you're gonna actually send your sons and daughters while, to while go die in somebody voting, else's voting, war, you you better, excuse voting. me, Chris, I'm speaking, and I'm not done yet. I haven't you had heard the time when you are And we're gonna be done. So listen up to this, is if these people wanna send your sons and daughters to go die in Ukraine, they've been arguing for it for a year. $200 billion of our taxpayer money sent over, neither of them could even name for you the provinces that they actually want to protect. And this is the people who have been touting their so-called foreign policy experience. It is intellectual fraud. These people are lying to you, the same people who told you about weapons and mass destruction in Iraq to justify that invasion, didn't know the first thing about it, yet they sent thousands of our sons and daughters to go die. The same people who told you the same in Afghanistan, where the Taliban is still in charge 20 years later. Seven trillion of our national debt due to these toxic neocons. You can put lipstick on a Dick Cheney, it is still a fascist neocon. Thank and you, you have to see that today. Yeah, fascist neocon. So look, I mean, I heard the Fox pundits today say Vivek was obnoxious. I heard, I heard them tearing into him today uh, and defending Nikki Haley. I don't like Nikki Haley. I've told you this many, many times. I think Nikki Haley is a warmonger. I think Nikki Haley is authoritarian. She is the last person on that stage I would ever want to be the Republican nominee. I mean it. But despite all that, leaving all that aside for a moment, Think about what's going on here for real behind the scenes. What's going on here for real behind the scenes is that Nikki Haley is now the favorite of the Jeb Bushes of the world. Jeb Bush came on, came out today and said, all the old guys need to leave the stage. What is he saying? He's saying Nikki Haley should be the nominee. What Vivek is doing is he's trying to take down the Republican establishment choice for, for the Republican nomination. That's what he's doing. Vivek is trying to take out the person that all the big money people are behind now, all the people that profit from war, all the people that profit from big pharma, all the people that profit from the military industrial complex and the massive security state that we have and the police state and the surveillance state and the people in the swamp who make a lot of money off the deep state. He's trying to take out their candidate, who is Nikki Haley. I told you, you know, they cannot allow Donald Trump to win. He's a threat to people who make money that the I remember telling him I, I remember having this conversation with him back in 2015. I showed him a map. I said that these zip codes right outside of D.C., these are the most expensive di- zip codes in America. 
You have the highest net worth in this area of the country, right outside of D.C. Montgomery County, Maryland, Bethesda, Chevy Chase, Arlington, Alexandria, all these places, all these suburbs. And, of course, you have the 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 sprawl. It goes now all the way down to like Loudoun County, Virginia. The swamp is massive and people make a lot of money off it. And they are rallying now, not because they think Donald Trump loses. You see, this is the lie that they tell. The lie that they tell you is that they have to back Nikki Haley because Trump can't win. But I'm here to tell you the truth. The truth is they're here to back Nikki Haley because Trump can win. And they don't want that. That's why they're doing what they're doing to stop him because he's going to win. It's not because he can't. That's the convenient excuse. The convenient excuse that all these people, the Republican establishment, all the people that run this party, all the money people, all the swamp creatures, all of them, the excuse that they use is Trump can't win. And they'll and they'll turn around and they'll bring up 2020 and they'll which is an entirely different election. Look, I tell you every election's different. But 2020 is a very different election than what 2024 is going to be. Even just leaving aside the cheating and the and 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 the the game that was played by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court where they absolutely unconstitutionally handed that election to Joe Biden by extending the mail and balloting dates. No postmark required, nothing, all of it. But just the fact that 2020 was COVID, 2020 was 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 the, the nice old man in the basement who was going to heal our country and he wasn't corrupt and all this other stuff. That's all gone now. That that little Joe Biden persona is 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 gone and worse for him he's now freaking senile with alzheimer's and dementia and he doesn't know what freaking day it is so you add on top of the fact that he can't hide in his basement there's no pandemic anymore although they could always bring one back obviously uh and 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 biden now has the corruption thing which is a big deal so it was a big deal then too that's why they worked overtime to tell you that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation it was not because of the disgusting videos and pictures on the laptop of Hunter Biden engage in all kinds of sexual positions with prostitutes doing cocaine with them and everything else and orgies. And no, it was not because of that. It was because the laptop is the evidence that links Joe Biden to Hunter Biden and the financial crimes of the Biden family. And they knew that would not sell politically. It would have killed Biden. It would have completely destroyed the narrative that he was this nice old man in the basement who was going to heal America. That's why Barack Obama didn't want him to run in 2016. Barack Obama knows all about Biden's corruption. It all happened in his White House. He knew all about it. And that's why the national security state worked overtime in October of 2020, joining with the unholy triad of big media, big tech, and the government to all cover up for the Hunter Biden laptop. That it was Russian disinformation. They were all in on it because it was so devastating. What's on there is so devastating to Joe Biden's to the entire narrative and story that they were able to create about this nice, feeble old man in his basement who just wants to stop the mean tweets and bring America together. Can't do that anymore. So when you hear the lie that is told by people in the establishment that they have to back Haley because Donald Trump can't win, what they actually are saying to you is they need to back Nikki Haley because Donald Trump can win. And when he wins, he will destroy the very gravy train that these people have come to rely on for decades. Bottom line. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Only I can unravel this for you the way that I can. Only I can can pull apart this onion and show you what's really happening. That's the gift I have. I don't always get it right. Obviously, I'm still reeling 
and the fact that I believed in Doug Burgum and believed that he would go all the way. <laughs> Sometimes you get it wrong. Sometimes a bowler has to face the music. And that bowler is you, Roy. But despite my failure in political prognostication, believing that Doug Burgum would go all the way, him and the Burgum bros would carry him to Washington for the inauguration. On Jan- I mean, he might be at the inauguration in January. It's just not going to be his. Um, despite all that, I still maintain a pretty good average in calling these things. Uh, here is, um, let's see here now, Chris Christie going on about Donald Trump. And I'm telling you right now, no one cares about Donald Trump. No one cares about Donald Trump and the legal issues facing him. Cut number 10. I want you all to kind of picture in your minds election day. You'll all be heading to the polls to vote. And that's something that Donald Trump will not be able to do because he will be convicted of felonies before then and his right to vote will be taken away. You know, you, look, Here's the bottom line. You can boo about it all you like and continue to deny reality. But if we deny reality as a party, we're going to have four more years of Joe Biden. When I, my colleagues here raised their hands and said they would support him even if he was a convicted felon, the bigger problem with it is they were confirming the lies he's told to the American people. No, the problem is that you don't understand that every time he is attacked by another legal entity, it only helps him. Period. It only helps him. And it doesn't matter if Trump is able to vote for himself. He lives in Florida. Pretty sure Florida is going to go his way. It's going to go the Republican way. I don't consider Florida a swing state anymore. And I give Ron DeSantis credit for that. As governor, he won by 20 points. He's not going to be the nominee, but he deserves a a great deal of credit for what he was able to achieve in Florida. And I know that there's talk that he regrets getting in the race now. I understand. I'd be regretting it, too, if I were him. But the question is, how long does he stay in? How long does he stay in? He was asked a question, by the way, who his favorite president is last night during the, uh, the, the debate. Interesting take. Cut nine. Uh, Reagan, Washington, Lincoln. Excellent. Uh, one of the guys I'll take inspiration from is Calvin Coolidge. Now, people don't talk about him a lot. He's one of the few presidents that got almost everything right. He understood the proper role of the federal government under the Constitution. We need to restore the U.S. Constitution as the centerpiece of our national life. And that requires a president who understands the original understanding of the Constitution, who has a good sense of the Bill of Rights, and who knows how we've gone off track with this massive fourth branch of government, uh, this administrative state which is imposing its will on us and is being weaponized against us. So Silent Cal knew the proper role of the federal government. The country was in great shape when, when he was president of the United States. And we can earn, earn a, learn an awful lot from Calvin Coolidge. Well, he's not wrong. Calvin Coolidge was a, was a, was a great conservative president, no doubt about it. But it's kind of a low-energy answer. I'm just saying, I, it, it, Calvin Coolidge is not always top of mind to people, but that's OK. Uh, so here's Nikki Haley last night. The question of whether or not children should be able to change their gender identity, their gender identity. Now, this is going to be a big issue. I'm telling you right now, this is going to be a big issue. I'm also telling you that people are getting this issue wrong because they think, as usual, the left has tricked them into making them believe that the majority of Americans believe Children should be able to have surgeries and hormones to change their gender. That is not true. I am telling you that is not what the majority of Americans believe. 
and overwhelming majority of Americans do not think that is right. They do not think it's okay. And the ones who passionately believe it is right and it is okay are the very same ones who are voting Democrat. I 100% promise you, you are not going to win them over anyway. So stand for what you believe is right on this issue. And in my opinion, that means protecting children from parents who would allow them to be mutilated. But again, you're going to hear from a lot of people that that's not popular issue and that's going to hurt Republicans in the fall. I do not believe that. This is another classic Dylan Mulvaney situation where you are going to be told that this is how the majority thinks. The majority does not think this way. And then the numbers will come in to prove that I'm right about this. But here's what Nikki Haley said yesterday. I'll do a little the the uh, clip that went viral yesterday when she was on CBS and then her clarifying her position yesterday during the debate. Let's start with cut four. Uh, Madam Ambassador, another question is what care should be on the table when a 12 year old child in this country assigned female at birth says, actually, I feel more comfortable living as a boy. What should the law allow the response to be? I think the law should stay out of it, and I think parents should handle it. Okay, the law should stay out of it, and parents should handle it. This is what she said last night during the debate, cut three. Here, you know, first I'll tell you, um, just to respond to Ron, he continues to lie about my record. I actually said his don't say gay bill didn't go far enough because it only talked about gender until the third grade. And I said it shouldn't be done at all, that that's for parents to talk about. It shouldn't be talked about with schools. Well... Because he didn't respond to the criticism. It wasn't about the parents' rights and education bill. It was about prohibiting sex change operations on minors. They do puberty blockers. These are irreversible. Talk to Chloe Cole. She went through this. Now she's an adult. She's warning against it. She may never be able to have kids again. That is what Nikki Haley opposed. She said the law shouldn't get involved in that. And I just ask you, if you're somebody that's going to be the president of the United States and you can't stand up against child abuse, how are you going to be able to stand up for anything? That That is the truth. We have it it on video. I said I said that if you have to be 18 to get a tattoo, you should have to be 18 to have anything done to change your gender. You said the law should stay out of it. Well, now Governor Ron DeSantis went down and clarified his position on gender ideology. And this is what he said. And he brings up Chris Christie in this. And they go head to head on this issue. And I'll ask you what you think about this. Who's got the right position on this issue? Does it even matter, though, really? Is it really at this point only what Donald Trump's position on the issue is? Cut number two. I stood up every single time for parents to be able to make the decisions for their minor children. But parents... Every single time, parents should make those decisions. And by the way, you know what? Every once in a while, parents are going to make decisions that we disagree with. But the minute you start to take those rights away from parents... You don't know that slippery slope, what rights are going to be taken away okay. next, and what's going to be have, on As you. a parent, you do not have the right to abuse your kids. This is cutting off their genitals. This is mutilating these minors. These are irreversible procedures. Uh, and this is something that other countries in Europe, like Sweden, once they started doing it, they saw it did incalculable damage. They've shut it down. I signed legislation in Florida 
banning the mutilation of minors because it is wrong. We cannot allow this to happen in this country. And, and I know Chris disagrees with me, and I think he has an honest position. Uh, Nikki disagrees with me. She opposes the bill that we did to ban that. She said the law shouldn't get involved not. with it. You said the law shouldn't get involved with it. She also, though, I think, and this is flows from what she did as governor of South Carolina, you know, they had a bill to try to say that men shouldn't go into girls' bathrooms. And she killed that bill, and she bragged that she killed that bill. Even to this day, she bragged that. I don't think men should be going into little girls' bathrooms. I think it's wrong, and I think we have every right to protect them from that. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten on Twitter at Rich Zioli. I agree. We do have a responsibility to protect our children with that. Do you agree, <laughs> or do you think the government should stay out of it? I gave you my spiel on this yesterday. The government does not allow you to beat your children. The government does not allow you to get your children drunk. The government does not allow you to molest your children. There's lots of things the government does not allow you to do to your children. There's lots of things the government does not allow children to do, like drink alcohol and, and, and smoke cigarettes and, and take drugs and, and do a lot of things. So I, I'm sorry, but for everybody who's turning around and going, keep the government out of it, keep the government out of it. I believe the government has a responsibility here to protect the liberty of these children from irresponsible, woke parents who would allow them to be forever mutilated and changed when their brains are not old enough, mature enough to be able to make this decision for themselves. And that the brain that they are that they are dealing with here, this adolescent brain is not capable of making the kind of decisions regarding amputating body parts that they're going to have to live with for the rest of their lives. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Guys, I'm trying to help you here. Time to talk about Christmas. Trying to help you make her very, very happy. It's that time of year again. You got to get your special someone something nice. You need to get her pajama grams famous naturally nude pajamas. So good, they sell out every year. Naturally nude pajamas are known for ultimate comfort and style. Soft, silky, totally luxurious, better than lingerie, with a curved, caressing fit. Here's the best part. When you order Naturally Nude Pajamas today, you're going to get a free Naturally Nude nightie. That's a $75 savings on a deluxe two-in-one complete gift. And that's not all. With Pajamagram, you can even add gift packaging. Now, if you ask me, they make this so easy for you to make her happy. I gave Bridget the Naturally Nude Pajamas last year. She loved them. They're super cozy. She looks great in them. That's the thing, guys. Your woman, your girlfriend, your wife, she's going to look beautiful in them, and she's going to love the fact that they are so comfortable, so close to wearing nothing at all. Just go to pajamagram.com today. Pajamagram.com today for their naturally nude pajamas. Do it right now because they sell out every year for Christmas. And you don't want to miss out on this. $75 value in the free 90. Gift wrap shipped to you. What more do you want? They could not make this any easier. Pajamagram.com. Tell them I sent you. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The Zioli Show, on your schedule. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Now, the other point of the day, of course, with this debate is, what do you do? What do you do when you are dealing with the candidates who are all trying to be the one 
to go up against Donald Trump and Trump is just still beating the pants off of all of them. What do you do? 855-839-1210 is the number on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Peter's in Norwood. Peter, how are you, sir? I'm okay. How are you, my friend? Doing well. Well, see, in my opinion, I'm against any government involvement in anything. However, the government is already involved in saying that it's okay to do this to children. We need the opposition because this is wrong. What's wrong with what's wrong with fighting against is something that's saying it's okay to destroy these kids' bodies. That's a great point. It's a great point. The government is involved. In fact, in many cases, the government's paying for it. In many cases, the government is actually paying for these children to go through these procedures. Exactly. That's an excellent point. Exactly. So keeping the government out of it is actually keeping the government in it because the government's going to be in it and pay for it and use its power to convince people that this is what children should be doing. Because there's a lot of people who make money off it. It's like a half a billion dollar a year industry or something. Half a trillion dollars. scares the hell out of me. Yeah. Doesn't it it scare you? I've been in two wars, Afghanistan and Iraq. It was nerve wracking. It was, you know, heart pounding. But this, that we're having this discussion, scares the S out of me. Uh, it's that an excellent way society is going. And, and Peter, thank you for your service, buddy. God bless you. I appreciate it very much. It's a great point he makes, right? The government's already involved in this. If you, the government's already involved because think about it, right? Um, you take, for example, the fact that it's a half a trillion dollar industry. How many people make money off of this? Hospitals and research centers and doctors and all these other people. If you say we're going to keep the government out of it, that means that it's going to continue happening. That means that children are going to be preyed upon by these butchers who are going to make a lot of money off this, by universities and hospitals who are going to get lots of money for this. So if you keep saying, I want to keep the government out of it, what you're saying is, let's allow this to continue. Let's allow them to keep doing this to our children. If you say we're not going to allow this, then you're protecting the children. But it's, 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 to argue this is some sort of a libertarian point, I mean, the government is not only involved in this. The government is using your taxpayer dollars to fund these kind of surgeries for children and the hormone therapies and everything else. I mean, the government is all in on this. So that idea that this is really between a parent and a doctor and their child, that is a bunch of BS. Well, let me ask you this. If a doctor said to a parent, listen, I think we should, we should uh, use medical... Uh, assisted suicide on your 13-year-old, your depressed 13-year-old child, because I think that child's going to have a terrible life, be depressed all the time. We should just end it now. Would you, and the, and the parents said, oh, I agree. Let's, let's do it. Would you think, what, that's, that, that's okay? Well, that's different. It's death. Why? I thought you were going to keep the government out of it. What if it, what if the doctor said to that parent in that moment, look, I think, you know what, I really, I, I believe needs to happen here is that your child just needs to, leave the house at 13 years old and be on their own. They identify as an 18-year-old and they should be an adult. You should kick them out, emancipate them. Okay, law doesn't say anything about that. They're 13, they really don't know any better, but yeah, sure, doc, if you think it's good advice, I'll kick them out. It's just so stupid. These doctors, these physicians, these, these surgery centers, they, they all have money attached to this. They're, these people are not, are not pure on the topic. Uh, Kevin is in Bucks County. Hello, Kevin. Hello, sir. What's going on, Kevin? Hey, not much. I wanted to, uh, to recommend a book that, uh, your former hostess, Dawn Mostis Stendlin 
interviewed the author, Abigail Schreier. Oh, yeah, she's terrific, yes. Irreversible Damage. Everybody should pick up a copy of it because it is an eye-opener. Um, I agree. It is, it, it, she's excellent. I've had her on the show before, but you know what? I will pick up a copy. Kevin Pulse, thank you for my friend. Always a part and, of the pleasure. Oh, we appreciate and it. Matt, yes. Matt wanted me to let you know that I did not watch the debate last night. Why not? So I, I don't watch television. I get my news from NickHaleSucks.com <laughs> and GregStockerSucks.com, and that's where I get my news. I don't ever watch television. So uh, I, I get it. I just I, watch the recap. I hear you, my friend. Thanks for the call, Kevin. Appreciate it. 855-839-1210 is the number if you want to weigh in. Uh, let's let's take a look at um, what, let's see, here we go. The question of, ooh, yeah, Megyn Kelly asking him this question last night at the debate. This one hurt. I think this one hurt. This answer hurt. Cut number one. He even said that you got into this race just to stop President Trump. His approval rating with Republicans is currently at 81%. Yours is at 25 Your best state is New Hampshire, and even there, two-thirds of GOP voters say they would be angry and disappointed if you won. Respectfully, Governor, you have not stopped, Mr. Trump, and voters may wonder how you could possibly become the nominee of a party that does not appear to like you very much. Well, look, Megan, um, it's often very difficult to be the only person on the stage who's telling the truth, and the only person who is taking on what needs to be taken on. I I look at my watch now. We're 17 minutes into this debate, and except for your little speech in the beginning, we've had these three acting as if the race is between the four of us. The fifth guy, who doesn't have the guts to show up and stand here, he's the one who, as you just put it, is way ahead in the polls. But here's the thing. This is between the four of you. It really is, because one of you has to emerge to take that guy on mano a mano. That's what the establishment wants right now. They want someone to emerge to be the person to take on Trump. They realize now you're all diluting the anti-Trump vote. That's why the establishment is moving overtime now to go after Nikki Haley. Um, This is uh, Vivek Ramaswamy again going after Nikki Haley yesterday. Actually, before I get to that, let me play this one for you. This is... um, Let's see. This is we got a lot here. We got a lot of uh, of, of different uh, clips. Vivek Ramaswamy last night, his point about the deep state is accurate. He's right. And he is running for Trump's cabinet. There's no question about it in my mind. He's there to be Trump's killer on the stage. And he's there auditioning to be in Trump's cabinet. No, no doubt. And if you don't like him and you think he's obnoxious or you think he might be artificial intelligence because his answers sound too good to be true. Just remember what his job is. His job is to kill the people that are trying to take out Trump. And his job is to let Trump see that. And then he will wind up in Trump's cabinet in a position. That's what he's doing. Now you know what he's really doing, what it's really about here. But his point on the deep state here is excellent. Cut number eight. With all three of my other colleagues on this debate stage, is all three of them have been licking Donald Trump's boots for years for money and endorsements. Ron DeSantis, you've been a great governor, but you would have never been one without actually begging Donald Trump for that endorsement. And you attacked him in your book a year ago. Same thing with Chris Christie as a lobbyist, begging them for COVID money for his special interests in New Jersey, prepping him for the debates last time around. These people are now Monday morning quarterbacking some decision he made. I think the real enemy is not Donald Trump. It's not even Joe Biden. It is the deep state that at least Donald Trump attempted to take on. And if you want somebody who's going to speak truth to power, then vote for somebody who's going to speak the truth to you. Why am I the only person on the stage, at least, who can say that January 6th now does look like it was an inside job? 
that the government lied to us for 20 years about Saudi Arabia's involvement in 9-11, that the great replacement theory is not some grand right-wing conspiracy theory, but a basic statement of the Democratic Party's platform, that the 2020 election was indeed stolen by big tech, that the 2016 election, the one that Trump won for sure, was also one that was stolen from him by the national security establishment <laughs> okay. that actually Thank put you. up the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that they knew was false. There's a reason why I'm the only person That'll on the it, stage sir. who can Thank say you. these things. That's what it's going to take, not people who were licking his boots one time and now Monday okay. morning quarterbacking and criticizing him when it's convenient. 855-839-1210, if you want to weigh in, what did you think of Vivek Ramaswamy's performance last night? This is Vivek going after Nikki Haley again, calling out her policy of government-mandated identification of social media users. This is what pe- people got really upset with, um, his attacking uh, Nikki Haley in this manner last night. Cut number seven. Quick, quick, quick. I, well, I, I did write that book, Ron, and the irony is Nikki Haley was heaping praise on me when I wrote that book, but now I worry. I was warning about the woke industrial complex in this country as a warning. Apparently, she read it as a how-to manual, just like she reads George Orwell's books (laughs) as well. And so I think that that's actually far more dangerous than this is really important for people to understand. We're marching towards fascism under Biden. Jack Smith has subpoenaed every last retweet that someone has issued from Donald Trump in the year 2020. The only person more fascist than the Biden regime now is Nikki Haley, who thinks the government should identify every one of those individuals with an ID. That is not freedom. That is fascism. And she should come nowhere near the levers of power, let alone the White House. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zeal. Your uh, thoughts on this as we continue along the show here today. Here's another point of Vivek Ramaswamy going after Nikki Haley last night as he calls her out for her war policies her war policies, her stance on Ukraine, and um, the fact that I, I, I guess you know she's all in on Ukraine and where the money goes and all of this, and this is where Christie calls him an obnoxious blowhard. Cut number five. I want to say one thing about the tie to Ukraine, if I may. So foreign policy experience is not the same as foreign policy wisdom. I want everybody at home to know that I was the first person to say we need a reasonable peace deal in Ukraine. Now a lot of the neocons are quietly coming along to that position, with the exceptions of Nikki Haley and Joe Biden, who still support this, what I believe is pointless war in Ukraine. And I think those with foreign policy experience, one thing that Joe Biden and Nikki Haley have in common is that neither of them could even state for you three provinces in eastern Ukraine that they want to send our troops to actually fight for. Look at that. This is what I want people to understand. These people have, I mean, she has no idea what the hell the names of those provinces are, but she wants to send our sons and daughters and our troops and our military equipment to go fight it. So reject this myth that they've been selling you, that somebody had a cup of coffee stint at the UN and then makes eight million bucks after, has real foreign policy experience. It takes an outsider to see this through. Look at the blank expression. She doesn't know the names of the provinces that she wants to actually fight for. And there's a puppet masters right there. The donors, the donors right there that are playing about the Let me just say something here. You know, his reasonable peace deal in Ukraine, he made it clear. Give them all the land they've already stolen. Promise Putin you'll never put Ukraine in Russia. And then trust Putin not to have a relationship with China. Let me tell you something. That's no that's reasonable. Not that's, that's not my deal. That's Yes, Chris. it's exactly what I'll, you said. I'll you do this at every debate. I'll just, I'll tell you, you exactly say, what no, I'm no, no, don't interrupt me. I didn't interrupt you. 
Okay? You Tell say this. You, you do this. To die. You go do this at every debate. You go out on the stump and you say something. All of us see it on video. We confront you on the debate stage. You say you didn't say it, and then you back away. And I want to say what? Exactly no, what I, I said, Chris. I'm not I'm done yet. Well, this now is now. Look, this is nonsense. It's not a spew. It's not a spew of nonsense. This is the fourth debate. The fourth debate that you would be voted in the first 20 minutes as the most obnoxious blowhard in America. So shut up for a while. All right, most obnoxious blowhard in America. Do you agree with that assessment? Is Vivek the most obnoxious blowhard in America? 855-839-1210 if you'd like to weigh in. Matt DeSantis, you are answering phone calls today, I believe, right? Yes, yeah. We've this is one of those several. days the phones are actually where you dusted them off and they're working? <laughs> they're working just fine. Wonderful. Uh, I wouldn't say just fine. Well, yeah, our phone system never works perfectly Well, nothing works here. Look at that clock. I have no idea what freaking time it is, and I'm on a radio station. I host a radio show in a major market, a top 10 market in the country. I don't even know what freaking time it is. Yeah, that is pretty bad. I have to use my phone. (laughs) It's been like that for over a month, too. Oh, all right. Well, listen, we got to take a quick break, but I want to tell you on the other side, uh, the latest that the deep state is trying to pull to stop Donald Trump. I'll give you some of that. Joe Biden's fiasco when it comes to electric vehicles. And uh, where does all this go with Ukraine funding? Where do you want it to go? Give me your take on that as well. But Dr. Mike Venary is a great guy. He's going to give you the smile of your dreams. Why not get yourself a wonderful smile this Christmas? How about doing something special for yourself? A beautiful smile that, that will light up a room. That's what you can get from Dr. Venaria. All right. That's the kind of guy he is. He's the master of dental implants, the best at what he does. And he's my dentist. My whole family goes to him. Bridget, Patrick, Reagan, Claire, and of course, Mama Zioli. But when it comes to complicated dental work, if you've already had an opinion, please get a second opinion with my guy, Dr. Mike Venaria. First of all, great music playing in the office, great people, all of it. It's wonderful for you. You'll appreciate it. You actually look forward to going to the dentist, believe it or not. Pain-free root canal treatment if you need it. It's all there. Two offices to serve you, Cinnamonson and Woodbury. So as you're thinking about what to get other people, what to get the people on your friends and family list, think about what to give yourself this year, the smile you deserve, the smile you've dreamed about, because that's what Dr. Mike Venaria will deliver for you. He's my friend. He's my dentist. He's the master of dental implants. Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. Your thoughts on the debate last night? What's your analysis? Uh, give me your take. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. I think we covered most of it for you. I think that uh, the real question going forward is just what do the voters think? And here is a group of Atlanta voters who watched the Republican debate last night. This is NBC News Meet the Press special with Kristen Welker. She talks to a number of people who watched the debate in Atlanta, hot Atlanta, cut 11. Well, Kristen, getting a reaction from voters here in Atlanta was quite easy. They actually organized a straw poll on their own th- during the debate, and were keeping track of their opinions. And by the end of the night, you had Vivek Ramaswamy out of the Swatch party of about 30 people getting five votes. You had Ron DeSantis getting two, both Nikki Haley and Chris Christie having a sole one vote. Um, and get this, former President Donald Trump, despite not being on the stage, got 18. So that's really reflective of the vibe of the night here in Atlanta. But you don't have to take my word for it. A couple of attendees 
agreed to stay after and give us their opinions. And Will, I want to start with you. There was a moment tonight that got a lot of people riled up. What was the moment that caught your eye that left a mark on you? Uh, what left a mark for me was uh, Nikki Haley being called out uh, for being the warmonger that she is. At the same time, uh, Ramswamy holding up a notepad saying Nikki is a corrupt. And that's going to be something that stands out uh, really strongly in my mind and in the voters' mind. Uh, but they talk too much about Trump, a man that wasn't on the stage, but ruled the stage tonight. Yeah. He ruled the stage and he wasn't even on the stage last night. How about that? Let me go to uh, Mike in Hatboro. Mike, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, Rich. Listen, I, I want to tell you, Vivek is saying everything that the other ones are afraid to say. And I think I think Nikki uh, promised the, the Hamburglar a, a double whopper to protect her while she's on the stage from him. But they're, they're all saying the same thing back and forth, and, and Trump is living rent-free in their heads, and, and they're scared to death that he's going to get back in, but he is going to get back in. We're going to make sure of that. Well said, my friend. Well said. Mike, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Um, I, I will obviously support Trump if he's the nominee. I, I, I'm not supporting. I, I don't need to back him or anyone else in the primary. I've said that before. We got a long way to go here. Mike, though, that passion, when I say well said, I mean his passion for that. It's not, that's not going to change. There's nothing that's going to change that passion. Like I said to you, you know, I like Ron DeSantis a lot. I really do. I think he's a great governor, and I thought he was going to be doing better than he is at this moment in time. I really did. I thought he was going to really give Trump a run for his money. I think a lot of people did. But the fact is, Trump's lead is just so insurmountable that he can't overcome it. I despise Nikki Haley. I can't stand her. And, and obviously, the other candidates are a joke at this point in the race. So now it's as the establishment turns around Nikki Haley, I think she's a, a disaster. I, do, I don't like her. I know some people do. I don't. That's me. We can agree to disagree. Uh, let's go to Steve and Sherry Hill. Hello, Steve. Rich, you're awesome as usual. How you doing? Thank you, buddy. How are you? Listen, listen, uh, two comments, one on Vivek and the other one on Krispy Kreme Krispy. First of all, Vivek, uh, my feeling was it was like someone – taking a truck, driving over Nikki Haley, then putting it in reverse, driving over again, and then spinning the tires on her as he, as he drives away. Or, or, or if you like this analogy, it was like slices of fresh pork going through a meat grinder making sausage. I mean, I think he destroyed her. <laughs> yeah. I really do. And, and how about at the one point she kind of gave up and said, I'm not even going to respond to him. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? But – Regarding Krispy Kreme, Christy, I was telling your, your call screener, I mean, for that guy to be calling anybody a blowhard is really rich. But here's what I wanted to bring, bring to your attention. I don't think anybody has mentioned this yet. Uh, do you notice how he speaks with a certainty that Donald Trump is going to be a felon? I can't believe nobody challenges them on that. You're, they, they should be saying to him, hey, you're, you are a former U.S. attorney. How, how are you so certain, while these trials are still going on, that he's going to be found guilty? And by the way, uh, and by the way, Governor Christie, do you really think, like these jokers up in New York, that Mar-a-Lago is only worth $18 million? 
I mean, the guy the guy just says all this stuff and nobody challenges them on it. It's just amazing. Thanks for the call, Steve. Appreciate it very much. Let's go to Robert in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. Hello, Robert. Hey, Rich. How you doing today? It's doing really good well. to listen to you, and I appreciate it. Um, Thank you. I had a whole take on all this because I like a lot of the things that Ramaswamy says, but I think he needs a little more refinement, and I truly think he's he could be a force going forward. Like, he's a future candidate. Uh, Ron DeSantis' problem is that all of his would-be voters are want Trump. If Trump wasn't in the race, DeSantis would have as big a lead over the other ones as Trump does now. Um, but DeSantis isn't doing that bad, and I think that he's going to be the front runner in 2028. <clears throat> His only heel, Achilles heel, that I see is the six-week ban that he put in Florida, but I'll be looking forward to voting for him. And that to hear Chris Christie talk about anybody being in the mock of blowhard is hilarious, and the only reason when Trump is gone, Christie will be gone. Okay, he's not even relevant. All of these guys fill a niche. Yeah, but Trump's Nikki not going to be gone. Though. Is, that's that's the problem. No, I mean, well, after in four years after he's done being president, and he's no longer somebody that the media has to hit on. All right. So let me of, ask um, you. Th- let me Christie. ask you this question: What's your theory of this? Why does it seem like Chris Christie is is doubling down on defending Nikki Haley? Because he's going to put his support behind her because they're both establishment candidates. And he's about to get out of the race and back her for for president. Say Trump was to leave the race for whatever reason, 80 percent of his support would go to DeSantis and another 10 or 20 percent would possibly guess like the younger voters would go for Ramaswamy. Haley and Christie wouldn't gain anything. They they are in that establishment box. Military industrial complex doesn't help her either. And she'll be a player going forward, but she's never going to be the nominee, I don't think. Robert, you know what thanks. I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. I agree. Thank you for the call. Uh, the, the, the strategic question at this point right now is based on Chris Christie's performance last night, where he doubled down on defending Nikki Haley's record, defending Nikki Haley. Is Chris Christie looking to pivot to back Nikki Haley as the establishment? I mean, he's look, let's face it. He upset a lot of people in 2016 when he endorsed Trump because he was considered to be an establishment Republican. He was considered to be on the team. And a lot of Republicans were very unhappy with him when he backed Trump back then. He knows he's not going to win. He's a smart guy. For all you can say about him, he knows he's not going to win. He's a very smart guy. So what is his goal here? What is the strategy? That's the question. And I think it's very obvious now that the establishment of which I think he's part of is telling everybody, this is your chance now to help Nikki. And maybe him being on that debate stage is how he does it. Because he's able to now attack Vivek and defend Nikki on the debate stage. And he'll stay in the race as long as he can to serve that purpose. Because he really did double down on his defense of her last night, if you think about it. Let me just play that clip again when Chris Christie goes on to attack Vivek Ramaswamy and defend Nikki Haley from criticisms. Uh, Cut number six. Cut six, Matt. We're now 25 minutes into this debate. And he has insulted Nikki Haley's basic intelligence. Not her positions. Her basic intelligence, she doesn't know regions. She wouldn't be able to find something on a map that his three-year-old could find. Look, 
If you want to disagree on issues, that's fine. And Nikki and I disagree on some issues. But I'll tell you this, I've known her for 12 years, which is longer than he's even started to vote in a Republican primary. <laughs> and while we disagree about some issues and we disagree about who should be president of the United States, what we don't disagree on is this is a smart, accomplished woman and you should stop insulting so her. So I'm going to take this, I'm going to take several times over. Yeah. So first of all, I think we just learned something from Chris Christie. We learned three things. We learned three things right there. First of all, Chris Christie also doesn't know what provinces in eastern Ukraine he actually wants us to fight for. Chris, your version of foreign policy experience was closing a bridge from New Jersey to New York. Yeah. So do everybody a favor, just walk yourself off that stage, enjoy a nice meal, yeah. and get the hell out of this yeah, race. When it comes to Nikki... Now, let's just, we can stop it there. Thank you, Matt. Chrissy is not going to go anywhere if his job now is to be on that stage to defend Nikki Haley from Vivek Ramaswamy, who's clearly his job on that stage is to destroy Nikki Haley. So now you see how all of the chess pieces are being played here on the giant board game that is known as the Republican presidential primary. We got 30 minutes of nonstop talk for you coming up straight ahead. Don't go away. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Baseball is in full swing, NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 